Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Overshares podcast. You are joined today by Kelly and Bobble. <laughs> okay, guys, how are you? How's it been? What can I say? I, we haven't recorded for a week. Yeah, it's been a week of just, it's been a mess. I'm not gonna lie, you guys are probably concerned as to why you haven't seen the YouTube videos, why the podcast episodes have been all over the place. And quite frankly, Harder and I are fed up. Are we? We're fed up. Oh, okay, go on, tell us. We are fed up <laughs> with, no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh. Are you projecting? I'm just, I'm just fed up with my work-life balance at the moment. I agree. Mm. I agree. I, I agree. feel like work has stepped up recently. And before work and life were like here, mm. it was a good balance. It was 50-50. But there's just a lot going on in my life at the moment. Or maybe I'll tell you guys one day. <laughs> You're going to tell them on the Patreon. <laughs> God, you better, you better subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> mm-hmm, coming mm. soon. <laughs> No, basically we took a week off because obviously we just felt like it would be really awkward of us to just be laughing, hee hee, happy, happy, telling stories. While people are dying. And being bombed left, right and centre. By Israel. Indeed. So we just wanted to take a break. Why smiling? (laughs) It's true. Israel is bombing the people. I just wanted to make clear because, you know, a lot of people dance around the issue. I don't like it. There's a lot of dancing around the real issue. There is oppressor, there is oppressed. And we yeah. know we know what's going on, but people don't want to talk about it because they're afraid, you know. But you know what a lot of people have? A lot of people have. Okay. There's a lot of people that keep saying the words, it's a very complicated, complicated. conflict. It's very confusing. It's got a rich history. And really and truly, it really doesn't. It's not complicated. It's just got a rich history of death, death destruction. You know, and there's an occupier. And an occupied. Indeed. And there are people who are currently being oppressed. Mm, by oppressors. Sorry, I'm smiling because Cotton's trying to go for her Red Bull, but she can't show that on Red the YouTube. Red Bull sponsor. She can't show that on the YouTube. <coughs> so yeah, honestly, we felt really, really just overly depressed about what's happening. And you know what's really sad? And I think it's kind of shown me like a sense of gratitude because I'm more grateful to Allah now because we live, most of us, even you watching here, live such comfortable lives we have a roof over our heads, we have food, no one's bombing us, our kids go to sleep at night. But it's so mad that we have the comfort of being able to watch these you know, horrible things happening from our TVs, from, from our sofas. And I'm just, alhamdulillah. With our four fridges. Exactly. But also it's given me a sense of alhamdulillah to Allah for giving us the life that we have. But also what can we as people do to help people going through that? And the more we talk about it, people just, another thing that made me think about this situation from a perspective because when something bad happens in the world people it goes viral people talk about it for like a month or two and then it dies down slowly and then everyone kind of gets back to their daily routine and you forget about it palestine gaza 
it's not at your forefront of, F- of your FYP. Do you know what I mean? They're peaks and troughs. Yeah. Peaks and troughs. And now people are refusing to put it on the back burner, even though it's been two, three weeks now that this is happening, which is really, really sad. But people are refusing to put it on the back burner because it, it needs to be vocalised. And the more it's vocal on social media, on every single story, on everyone's page, the more people are going to understand it and the last point i wanted to make is it's actually working because loads of people that would never have understood about what's happening in israel and gaza are learning more about it now mm-hmm. and they're turning towards the religion which i wouldn't think that but you know it's had a lot loads of people are thinking they're looking at the patience and the sense of calmness of the people in palestine there was this guy that his children all died and he was just he was talking to another guy that was crying and he was like why are you crying like they're, they're in Jannah, like they're gonna intercede for us on the day of judgment when something happens, we need to be grateful. And the woman was like, I can't even comprehend the level of faith that that man has to be saying that. So then she started reading the Quran. No. So she's in the process of reading the Quran at the moment and she's literally started reading a few pages, she started learning about Islam, but it just shows you like so much can happen. Yeah, from something so sad. Literally. So there's this guy, do you remember when we went to Palestine? Mm. And then we were at the airport in Jordan going home and there was that guy that we met and he was from Gaza. And he managed to like get out. I don't know if you remember him, but mm. anyway, uh, we kept in contact all these years. And today I just went on his Facebook because he didn't used to like speak up about it too much. Like he moved to Belgium, got married, had kids, like living a great life, mashallah. And then I went on his Facebook today randomly and I just saw that he was like posting posts from like his friends and stuff like loads of condolence messages that mm. there was one family a guy and like literally his whole family's like wiped out like kids in-laws in one sitting and I was just like I was just literally scrolling through his page and I was like oh my god and I was just remembering how we met and it was like at the airport and he was like yeah I fled Gaza and like I don't know I don't remember this yeah I don't oh, I'll show it's, you, I'll show you yeah. yeah he was talking about how he fled Gaza and stuff and he needed a lot of help at the time I just remember him so vividly because he was very sweet to us and like the trajectory that his life has taken since then being you know basically a refugee in Jordan airport to then having moved I think he would he went to loads of different places before he settled in Belgium like go on his Instagram sometimes got married in that time had children very beautiful kids along that and then I was like I was just decided to go on his Facebook today and it was just him just reposting condolences just reposting things from his friends that are still in Gaza from possibly really close family connections and stuff like that and literally every single one was a condolence message so sad I know and if the mainstream media do not wake up and like just stop this bias. I don't know how else to say it. There's literal IDF TikTokers on TikTok doing dances in their IDF uniforms. And then in comparison, you've got people literally crying, children crying because their parents have died and they're wailing and they just want to say goodbye to them. I don't, I, it just makes me sad. Like it's 2023 and people are literally like my concern, you know, my concern is just we're going to get so desensitized to the image of dead babies in the road surrounded by rubble. That that imagery in itself is it's horrible. the worst thing that you could ever see. But as I'm just scrolling through the posts, constantly seeing that more and more, it's like I can feel myself b- becoming desensitized to it, which is crazy. Yeah, there was this little girl and 
the nuance of this just made me think, wow. So you know how Disney has pledged like a million pounds to support Israel for aid, which I, <sighs> people need to separate Gaza and Hamas. It's just too much now, yeah? So they've pledged Disney, I think Starbucks, McDonald's are feeding IDF soldiers, but you know, Gaza has no food, water, or electricity, which is crazy to me. Anyway, this little girl, she's like six, seven months old. She's wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. She's got blood all over her, guys, trigger warning. And they're trying to get her to get better. She's in the hospital. And it just made me think, Disney, she's wearing the Mickey Mouse outfit from Disney who have pledged one million pounds to Israel. And this little poor girl, that is just, it just shows you guys. Literally, they've got nothing. It's so sad. God, I don't even want to cry. It's it. just so sad. And I just, I really hate it, but. I just, I just hate, do you know what it is, Hold. I hate that this has got to be on our, on our, like, on our screens. I hate it. I hate mm. that this is happening. I hate that it's happening, but I think it, people need to see that this is happening. They need to see it. And it's not us, because we've, we've seen it regularly, but it needs to go on the feeds of people who just because shut their the mind off. Because the news aren't going to, the news aren't going to do it. The They've only started do doing it. Do you know what I had to unfollow Financial Times? I was I, like, Excuse me? <laughs> Why are you feeding me fake news? And it's also the language they use, died and killed. And the other day, Sky News, I think her name is Kate Burley or something, she she changed the words of the British ambassador to Palestine, and I forgot what the actual quote was, but she had to do a public apology. And it wasn't her that publicly apologised for you know, lying about the words that he said, essentially. Mm -hmm. It was Sky News. But I just thought that's such like, a- Why is that even necessary? Why why lie to begin with? Exactly. Just say what he said. No, I just think the reason why in this instance, because we've seen Gaza being bombed for how long? Every Ramadan, there's there's yeah. calamity. They've been in occupation for 70 for so, for so long. We've just seen this constantly. So I, my concern now is when the media are reporting about it, it's just so divisive and so dangerous. What they're saying is very much, I don't know, I don't know what these, what are the, what are the little sinister things that are happening in the background. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on, yeah. but it's like, I can't believe that this is what people are seeing. Regular people in flipping, do you know what I mean? Wales and yeah. in, in, the, in people, the villages in the UK. But like, people are waking up. That is the other, it's, uh, I would say 50%. I would say most people are waking up because when Israel bombed the hospital, and it's actually confirmed that they did because Channel 4 did an investigation and so did Al Jazeera mm. of um, what sort of missile was used, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But the BBC and Western media don't want to acknowledge that, which is crazy. I was so shocked. Do you, do you know how shocking it was to see first thing in the morning that the BBC are talking about how it potentially could have been a rocket fired by Hamas. What? And at the beginning of the night when that actually happened, they said it was Israel, number they, one. They snitched on themselves. Well, literally with the tweet. <laughs> it was just crazy. And then on top of that, what was my next point? Oh, what was I saying? I had a crucial point to make. It was about the hospital, the bomb. The, oh. the woman on the news. No, what were you saying? <laughs> You were saying something, I know where you were going with it as well. So it was about- The hospital, people waking up. So people waking up, yeah, so then Al Jazeera and Channel 4 did that investigation. Loads of people saw it on TikTok. They're questioning what's happening. Then the British ambassador for Palestine made this really good point on um, the Piers Morgan show, Talk TV. By the way, Piers Morgan, genuinely I feel like he's, he's on the side of the Palestinians, but he's being a coward and he won't admit it mm. because he keeps putting people on his show 
who make really good points about what's happening mm. um, that other shows don't do. Anyway, the guy, ca- the, pa- the ambassador for Palestine came on Talk TV with Piers Morgan and said to him, Israel does this thing where they do something, they deny it, it goes away, and then months later they admit it. And he was like, this is what's gonna happen with, with this situation. With the situation. And then Piers Morgan was like, no, no, that's not gonna happen. So they did the investigation, Channel 4 and Al Jazeera, two different entities, and they both came up with the same fact that it was Israel, allegedly. And then the president, Biden, who I'm really shocked by, can I just say, because he's got an election coming up and majority of Americans, his rating has gone down so much. They're voting for Trump. It's (laughs) crazy, Trump is in jail, I don't really can vote for him. Um, I would vote for Trump right now, (laughs) if I was in America. His rating has gone down so much, but the fact that he's like- There's a whole group of politicians whose ratings have gone down, Biden, Rishi, Kit. It's gone down. Like, like it's, it's giving. We'll come to Labour. Give me a second, yeah. Because we need to talk about this. We used to talk about. Because I don't know who I'm voting for in the next. No, election. no, no. I'll tell. <laughs> I'm not voting, but I'll tell you guys, yeah. Anyway, his his Biden's thing. All the Biden's points have gone all the way down, and he's still stuck on this idea that he needs to support Israel. And it's the idea that every time he refers to the war, but it's not a war because it's one side over the other. It's but you know occupation. what I mean? It's an occupation. But every time he refers to this situ- this conflict, he's always, in one of the facts he was like. Yeah, I think it was the it was the other team that did it. You know when they use phrases like that, it's a game to them. Yeah. It's not a football yeah, match yeah, yeah. about it's the other team that did it. And then my final point with that is America are basically refusing to do an investigation on who bombed the hospital because, because they, they know. know the truth. They know. And it's just sad. It's, anyway. it's just I don't know how the basically the propaganda is it's giving like Iraq war propaganda, weapons of mass destruction, when they found none. When they found none and it was a lie. We have to start asking the very serious question is what, like, what what is the game here? What is going, what is actually going on? Like what is the stuff that's being hidden under the carpet? But people are waking up now because I, if, like before we were younger when Iraq happened. Like what geopolitical issue, what foreign policy, what is going on? Like what are you doing? Is it oil? What is it? What is it? To me, I feel like Israel is a very important entity for America to ally with in the Middle East. I feel like they're backing them. They're the military base in the Middle East. But to what extent are you gonna back Israel? To what point? Biden. How they're the, long they're is the it US happen? military base in the Middle East. But it's then at the same time, is Israel controlling America? Like, what's going to on? To me, to me, it's, it's questionable. Like, who, who is the narcissist in this relationship? <laughs> it's questionable. <laughs> also, what Israel is a small country. What are you doing? They get like three billion pounds in aid every single year from America alone. What are you doing with that? It's a madness. And we know what they're doing because they've got the Iron Dome. No other country has the Iron Dome in their country. They've got the most techiest of tech when it comes to weapons, when right. it comes to everything. So I get what the three billion's coming to. They're, they're training US soldiers, how about that? I think so. And, and, and then the other conspiracy is, Mossad, who is the intelligent agent. Guys, also, can I just say, we are a dumb little well, podcast. Yeah, we're, sti- we're flipping stupid. These are our thoughts. Please, please, don't, don't, go, please don't go and fact check us. Please. <laughs> These are just things we're regurgitating because we're two stupid girls in a, in a podcast episode, but we shall carry on because right. it's an important discussion yeah, to on, have. You, I feel like you're onto something. Anyway, so Mossad, who is the most decorative CIA intelligence, well, not CIA, but the most decorative intelligence agency in the world, they're the best. 
Are you telling me, yeah, that they didn't know that that situation was gonna happen on the 7th of, of October? Course, of course they knew. I just think this was a planned situation. And I, I'm, shall I tell you why? Go ahead, go on, shall go on. I tell you why? Yeah. So recently someone was saying on TikTok, who is an Israeli citizen in Israel at the moment, they said two weeks before the incident happened on the 7th of October, Netan, I don't know if it was the military or the prime minister or the president, whoever, what is Netanyahu? Is he the prime minister I or the president? I want to say prime minister. No, they've got a prime no, minister. No, I want to say- He's the president, he's the leader. So whoever the leaders are, the military told a city that was near Gaza or Lebanon. I don't know which one it was. I don't know if it was the northern region or near Gaza. Anyway, they told that city, they were, they said, it's the holidays coming up, the Jewish holidays are coming up. We can sense that there's some aggression about to happen. There's stuff in the atmosphere. Should we increase our surveillance in that area? Should we have some military response? The military told them, stand down in those two weeks. And then some other stuff happened, but I don't remember fact checking. Anyway, so the military were told to stand down. A lot of stuff was happening in the background and people were saying, don't worry, nothing's gonna happen. And then boom, the 7th of October happened. And then loads of people are speculating that allegedly Netanyahu, I can't even say his name, Abraham. Um, <laughs> allegedly him, he has allowed this to happen so he can get reelected, but obviously that's on the back burner now because majority of Israelis are not happy with him and they want him to resign. And that, my friends, is what's been brushed under the carpet. It's not, it's got not, I just don't even think it's got anything to do with Gaza and Hamas I, and whatever. I think this is purely political. No, I definitely agree with that. Then there's another fact, guys. Guys, all coming out tonight. There's this document. I'll post it on the Instagram stories, the guy that was talking about it. But there's this document that was created in 1967 in Israel. And it is basically an entire agenda of how they're going to wipe out the Palestinians from, not wipe them out, but as in take them out from the land. So they, in that agenda, it basically says to take settlements from them, to punish them in their own land. So forcibly arrest them, bomb them, remove them forcibly, things like that just so that they can take over the land. And it's an actual document. It, you can find it on Google. No, listen to this, yeah. You know when And it's all happening You now. know when the state of Israel was like being charted, yeah? Yeah. So what they did, they did extensive research in Palestine at the time. So they were like looking at areas where people were, where Palestinians were like either really intelligent or if they were dumb or if they, I'm being serious, they were doing extensive data collection mm -hmm. in various regions to ascertain whether or not it was safe to basically create settlements there. So obviously if they were like people that were quite gullible, if they, yeah. if they didn't really get what was going on and they all, they weren't, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so what they did was they'd make a note. They'd say, oh, you know, in this area there lives Palestinians of XIQ, blah, blah, wow. blah, blah. Yeah, to, to try and figure out, can we basically colonize this These area? people. Yeah. Crazy. Mad, isn't it? Someone gave, gave the analogy of like, I think it was Dave Chappelle in like one of his recent, recent um, comedy skits. Anyway, he basically said, without mentioning who it is, he was like, imagine aliens lived on this planet and you know, they were forcibly taken out of the planet. They left, whatever happened, a million, a million years later, the aliens came back and the aliens basically said, you know what, we used to live here before, so we're just gonna take it fast. Yeah, like, would the earth accept that? No. No, no one would. No one would accept what's happening That's in, crazy. in Palestine right now. 
Rishi Sunak. Keir Starmer. I've got no one to vote for. The only guiding light in all of this is Jeremy Corbyn. Bless him. And the people's prime him. minister. The people's prime minister and they <laughs> won't accept him. They won't accept him. They just, but should, have you seen the, the Labour Leaks mm. episode on YouTube? No. They basically like create a smear campaign against him, labelled him an anti-Semite and that was what they used to take him down. He's not an anti-Semite. Guys, refusing to accept Israel does not make you anti-Semitic. And there are Jewish people. Shall I tell you what's making me laugh right now? I'll tell you what's making me laugh is the fact that people now in this climate, not not gang members, but just general people are waking up to waking up to the fact that it's not anti-Semitic to be pro-Palestinian. It's not anti-Semitic no. to condemn the Israeli government. government. Yeah, and the occupation that's happening. It's not anti-Semitic to say that there needs to be an end to the occupation, which is basically what Jeremy Corbyn was saying. Jeremy Corbyn never used to come out and say no. some crazy anti, never used to go on anti-Semitic slurs. He just used to say the right things. You know what's crazy to me? And oh, I'm but that's how he lost his job. Yeah, because he made a statement to say that he supported Palestine. And you know what I love about him? He's not a switch sides kind he of stuck politician. He's to it. He, he said, I'm a die on this hill. Since 1968, since the 70s, this man has said it. So I'm a die on this hill. If that is not like a leader, a leader with integrity, who you feel like you can trust, that isn't going to basically change his, you know, political views with the snap of a finger. If you get, you know, flipping £100,000 in funding from this organisation. No. Like, it just goes to show, it just is a testament to his character. And I think that's, that's he shouldn't have been elected in 2019. He should have, mm. he should have. But the other thing that makes me really sad, especially in the country that we live in, is, so you know recently there was a protest in London, I think it was last last weekend. And there was one on Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday, I yeah, think. Yeah, the big one. The big one. Yeah. And there was a train driver that basically said, free, free, and then the 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 people in the train were like Palestine. Palestine yeah, so right. now the transport police are basically investigating whether that I was know. a hate crime. How is saying from the river to, to the, the sea, sea, Palestine will be free? That is not a Suella Braverman opened their fat gob and is trying to criminalize it. But that's what I don't understand. So like any sort of support. Oh my God, Suella, please don't take me back to, please don't deport me. Why though? <laughs> it's not gonna be, Suella's you can't be deported. Don't be scared of her, Colton. <laughs> Suella, do you know how much, how hard we work for these passports? Yeah, I've got naturalization documents at home. Don't even try it. My mum walked through heavy snow to take that English test. We went to the home office Is it the every- English test? My, we went to that home office every week in the 90s. You're not taking nothing from me. Anyway, she can't take anything away from us. My point, actually she can, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, we're gonna but, get Shamima big. <laughs> no, guys, it makes, can we just question, how are people, yeah? Unless I'm thinking, I am not racist to Jewish people. Sadly, I don't have any Jewish friends, but if I did- You don't need to say that But I'm though. just saying, no, we need to make a point of it because I, <laughs> I need to say something, yeah. I know people on Instagram who are Jewish, who are pro-Palestine. You can be pro-Palestine and want freedom for the Palestinian people and not be anti-Semitic. And that is what Suella Braven does not understand. Word to Jeremy Corbyn. It's crazy to me. People are putting up Palestinian flags in support of Palestine the same way that people were doing up the blue and yellow for Ukraine, right? And people are calling up the police on them saying, this is, we're concerned about this, is a hate it's crime insane. against Jews. It is not a hate crime against Jews how to many, support Palestine. How many, how many times have we seen like 
flags erected for countries that have had like catastrophes. When it's when it's a Western country, it's like, right, everyone, change the colors of your Facebook profile. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. But the minute we want to start waving Palestinian flags and chanting, what Can I just it's say? Not, it's not a chant. It's but, but, just but, a power. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a term thing. and endearment. Go on. But the um. minute we start wanting to raise our flags for Palestine and be like, th these are things that are said in peaceful protests, Harbour, and we have a right to protest. We are. Like, Although so she's trying to take that right away. And so is the police. Honestly, you can't rush. You can't reason with these people. Well, lie can't reason with these people you, because at the heart of it is a hate for Muslims. It can be. Why else? Why else? To hate for brown people. And it's the other thing that really annoys me, and I think BBC tried to correct themselves on this, is they keep saying the Hamas war. They're trying to associate Hamas to the Palestinian flag, which is not true. That mm. is not it. It doesn't make sense. There's extremists in every country. Does and that who, mean- And what creates extremism? That's what we need to start. Those are the questions we need to ask. What radicalizes people? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. It's a questionable thing. Especially in Palestine, why would people, if someone has been bombed, if someone's lost every single member of their family. Now, when people say member of their family, you guys don't, they've lost their mum, their dad, their brothers, their sisters, their, their uncles, children. their children, their grandma. Someone's got literally no one, and he's a 15 year old boy. All, all of that torment, Who? what do you think he's, he's gonna do? He's not allowed to be angry. It doesn't make is sense. He's not allowed to act out. Honestly. Because what happens as soon as they start acting out is they get put into this group of- He's a terrorist, he's a militant. They start forming, they start organizing. Of course, you know. Guys, they're being occupied. They're being what? occupied, what they do you have expect? Now? Like literally, if you, the way you can go to the shop and get they're, yourself. They're literally organizing to, 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 to free themselves. To be free. It's just so sad, wallahi, it's so sad. People can't even step out of Gaza. My man can't book a flight and go, go to Jordan you know I mean? or go to the Maldives. He's stuck in a square foot the size of Glasgow. Let's be real. It's a joke. It's an actual joke. I'm so sorry. Whereas people in Israel, I'm so sorry. Because we've seen the snaps, we've seen the geotags. We've seen the, ge you're, you're sitting on the beach. You're on the beach, you're sunning yourself. Like, we have to actually make it make sense at this point. I don't get they're, it. They're, but you know what makes me sad is all these political leaders are all going out there saying, oh yeah, we stand with Israel, but what is actually happening in Israel? Israel's, you know, a, a peaceful country. Nothing at the is moment. Nothing is happening there. Go to Gaza. I want political leaders to go to Gaza. And you know what? It's sad if people die either way. It's horrible. You don't want no one to die. But my point is... Uh, all I'm seeing right now is Israeli people doing up comedy. To, have you seen that video of that girl? Yeah. That's acting like she's in Palestine trying to do a get ready with yeah, me, taking yeah. the absolute piss. It makes me think if Nazi Germany had social media, that's how people would act. You're lich and she like powdered stuff on herself to make it look like the house got bombed. You're making me sick, I'm so sorry. I can't have sympathy when you're acting like that. But people are literally dying. Now do you need, do people, I think people need to, like because they've become so desensitized like you said, you need to spell it out to them. Do you know what death means? Children are having their, they're sleeping at night and then a bomb goes off, trigger warning, and they, their body parts everywhere. That's what it means.
And it's like, no one's getting a warning. No one's getting nothing. Gaza is getting bombed left, right and center. They've got nowhere to go. They can't hide in hospitals. They can't hide in mosques. They can't hide in churches. Even the churches got done. The oldest church in, I think it's in, in Gaza got bombed. They don't, it's not just a Muslim thing. They don't care about anyone. They want people out and that's not fair. I'm so sorry. It just makes me sad. I just want to cry or lie. Do you know what? One thing that keeps coming out from these, one thing that politicians keep saying, yeah, one thing that world leaders around the world keep saying is we need to establish a two-state solution based on the 1967 borders. That's what they keep saying. Israel haven't stuck to any peace treaty. Ever. Ever. They've always violated. So what makes you think today if there's a ceasefire and you establish a two-state solution based on the 1967 borders that they're not just going to go in there and take... Because the, the, the whole ideology is the whole land belongs to them. That's what Zionism is. We need to get these people out or yeah. kill them. And the other thing for me is, cool, let's say Hamas is in, Hamas is in Gaza, which they are, right? Why are pe why are Palestinians getting killed in the West Bank? Why are they getting bombed? Why in, why in, are why is a little three year old boy getting kidnapped so his dad can be ransomed? In in Ramallah, in flipping, do you know what I mean? In it's Hebron, not, it, why is it's that not happening? It's not just happening in Gaza. Why is that happening to the Palestinian West Bank then? It don't make sense. It's not just the Christian Palestinians or the Muslim Palestinians. It's happening to everywhere. Everyone. It just shows you they don't want them. They just want them. They just want their own, mm. and it's not going to happen. My head hurts. And my last point is going to be to David Lammy, right? Honestly, he's really angered me because he made a vibrant point to say Israel has a right to defend itself. He, when they asked him about water, food, and electricity being taken away, if that's collective punishment, he said Israel has a right to defend itself several times. Right. Guess what? It's like AI. It's AI, because it's like, it's a script. Yeah. They get given a script, this is how you act for yeah. PR, basically. Yeah. Last week, LBC, he comes out and says, I find it, oh, I wish I could play it, guys. Wait, wait, guys, entertain the people, so I'm gonna find the skin. <laughs> I can't <laughs> take this one seriously. I hope you lot can hear this. Information and disinformation online. I mean, being online is such a sort of awful place to be at the moment. It's like a cesspit. It's, it's, it's a cesspit. And I, you know, you can see it just happening in real time. The videos, the footage, the, the edits of, of what politicians are saying, the deliberate kind of dehumanizing of people. It's quite, quite unbelievable. David. Are you dumb or are you blind? That was him last week, dehumanizing Palestinians. I heard that he's got these um, aspirations of becoming a foreign minister <laughs> in the next election. So that's why he's um, being a little puppet. They're all backpedaling. Yeah. Literally last week. But I think he's gonna get unseated in Tottenham. I'm so sorry. No, I'm sorry, no one's <laughs> no. How can you take this man seriously? Like, it's, it's, I was so shocked when I saw that. He was like, when people are, the media, the edits are dehumanizing people. It was you dehumanizing isn't, isn't people. It's really sad that people are basically willing to just compromise their own morals and values just for some worldly gain, just to be in a position, just to have 
you know, aspirations of being a foreign minister. Like, it just shows me how incapable you are of being a foreign minister. <laughs> it just, this, this entire government has just shown me they don't give a fuck. I'm so sorry. They don't give a fuck and it's just sad. So when we, when we flying out, flying out where? When we leave, when are we leaving? Wallahi, Doha. Because is coming for us. <laughs> I'm just saying guys. Suella's coming. My five year plan ain't here. Cause I'm, I can't, I, who am I gonna vote for? I can't even I'm vote for Labour anymore. Well, <laughs> who I, are we gonna vote for? The Green Party, the Green Party. I was thinking the Green Party, but then I heard the their leader say the other day that they don't condone halal meat. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I wish we could do a poll on people's voting intentions in the next general election. It's hopeless. In, in London. Hopeless. <laughs> hopeless. <laughs> What are we gonna do? What are we actually? Is li do? Does Lib Dem still exist? Yeah, because I ain't had a peep out of them. I know, but Keir Starmer, he took it out. Isn't he like a human rights barrister or something? He is. He was in charge. Doesn't of Doesn't like he know about international law? He does. Great so detail. And he couldn't answer the question. All I heard was Israel's got a right to defend itself. AI, it's AI. It's not even Keir Starmer talking at, no, at this point. It's just sad, wallahi. And it's giving deep fakes all over the internet. It, it's like an episode of Black Mirror. Wallahi, that's, well, that's what I feel like. And I need it. Let it be, wallahi. If, if Palestine gets its freedom, it gets its freedom. Do you know what, Shamit? Shall I give you one solid piece of, of, not advice, but one little nugget of information that is just gonna lighten up your whole entire mood. Go on. Everything that is happening, Allah's greater. I do, I agree. Allah's greater. We're gonna see the Palestinians in Jannah, inshallah. If we get in. If we get in, Allah, please let us get to Jannah. Oh my God, the idea of me not getting into Jannah makes me really sad. I know, me too. Please ask about me if you're there and I'm not. Please ask about me. No, I'm being serious. No, I know you, you'll forget about no, me. No, you'll forget you're about gonna me. You're gonna get you'll lost in this sauce. You're gonna be 15 million years enjoying like, oh, tea You're gonna harbor. be drinking water from the river and saying, wow, this is so nice. 50 years later, by the Hassel Sunday stuff. It's tea harbor. Do you remember Allah harbor? Where is she? I haven't seen her. You better ask about me in Jannah. Because, you know, we don't know. Anyway, no. we can only hope. We can only live in, you know, oscillating between fear and hope. Oh, my well, God. Shall I tell you a story? Go on. Guys, I don't know where this episode's going today, but... We ain't got no YOLO. <laughs> there are no scenarios in this episode today. I just don't even feel like doing a scenario, but we'll Same. talk. Anyway, so... I used to have this old school teacher back in the day called Abdurrahman. Yeah, he was amazing. He used to, like... He used to be a proper... Guys, remember when me and Kultum talked about our religious days? So this happened in my religious days, yeah? So we used to have this teacher who's called Abdurrahman. I think you might see him on the TikTok. He's really knowledgeable. He's sat under loads of sheikhs, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I saw this TikTok video the other day, because you know my whole life is TikTok. And he basically said how he had this dream. Are you guys you know, ready? You, you know love I, a dream. You know I love a dream. Let me just take a swig of my drink. Wow. Get ready, guys. Get your drinks. Right, so the dream was he dreamt of the prophet. No, he didn't. What? No, he Why didn't. Why would he lie? I'm not saying he's lying, but you know how, do you know oh, how good it is. Yeah, that's... Do you know how, how sick it is if you dream of the prophet? Anyway, let me finish the story. Blew my mind. It basically means that you've been chosen. You're a chosen one. Basically, but listen, the story gets better. So he said he was chilling with his kids, then they left, and he was like 
lie. He was just, I don't know what he was doing. Anyway, he had a little nap. It was an afternoon siesta. And he woke up in this massive field. He was like, it was grass, but there was also sand. And he goes, he had his kids with him. And he specifically remembers one of his boys. So he was like, there's loads of people. There's two lines. One line's going really fast. One line's going a bit slower. So he goes, let me get in. So he was like, I'm just paraphrasing, but you know, you get it. He goes, anyway, in one of the lines that's going fast, he sees two shayukh. So I think it was Albani and another sheikh. I forgot his name. So sad that I forgot his name. Anyway, Albani, he said, had a notebook and he was writing in the notebook from this other sheikh. So I'm assuming the other sheikh was, I forgot his name. Anyway, guys, I'm going to post it on the Instagram story when this video, when this podcast comes out so you can watch it. Anyway, so imagine seeing Sheikh Albani in your dream, like, wow. So he sees Sheikh Albani and their line is going fast. And they get to the prophet. He didn't describe how the prophet looked. Why? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I was waiting for. Even but though we've seen, we've know, we know the we descriptions know the based yeah. on hadith, but still, like. So, Sheikh Albani and this other Sheikh, they go towards the prophet, they shake his hand, and he's like, he's smiling with them. And then they tell them to go to to go forward and go to the people behind the, the Prophet, sorry, Salam, yeah. So, he goes, There's loads of people behind the prophet. You know, I love a dream about the prophet. So basically, I tried to play it for Kultur. Now Kultur's in shock right now because what was said. That's so deep. I know. So listen, listen, listen. Let's I'll be heartbroken. Pause. Let's tell the people first. Okay, okay, go. So the dream was, so we stopped at where, so the sheikh that I was talking about was Jabir and Sheikh Albani. So they met the prophet. He put them like, they shook, they shook his hand. They kissed his hand in the dream, he said. And then like he, the prophet was smiling at them and he told them to go to a particular area. Then it was... Abdurrahman, Abdurrahman that came forward with his children and he said that he shook the prophet's hand, he kissed him, he was smiling at him and then he was told to go to a different place. So there was like two different places. Um, and he goes, there were security guards like separating people, do you get it, in the dream? So he said to the security, why can't I go over there? Basically the people on that side where Sheikh Albani went, um, they were facing the prophet. And he said, and then where Abdurrahman was sent, they were behind the Prophet. So he said, why can't I go and see the Prophet like up front? Um, and then they basically said to him, what have you done for the Prophet's religion? What have you contributed? You can't go there, basically. Is that how it ends? So basically, guys, what we've listened to is him telling the story. His son said, Dad, why can't we go sit in front of the Prophet? And he was like... Bear in mind, the area where the Prophet is has got big players. It's got big boy people. Yeah, it's the Champions League. It's got, you know... It's just, it's just got mad. An all-star lineup. An all-star lineup of people who actually dedicated their life to Islam. Yeah. Okay. He can see Abu Bakr. He can see loads of people. Rahimahullah, right? Anyway, so the son goes to Abdurrahman and says to him, Dad, why can't we go there? And then Abdurrahman's like, listen, this is based on action. And we just didn't get it today because we're just not performing on that level, the level they're on. Now, Bear in mind, obviously, Abdurrahman's a but, human oh, being. Can I ask you a question, though? You know, the Prophet, didn't he say that out of all his ummas, this one's going to be an exceptionally tough one to practice your deen in? Mm. So surely, come on. I man. mean, he got to meet the Prophet. Do you think we'd ever meet the Prophet? Inshallah. Please, but I'm just saying, but based just, on action but, and but merit, just, I don't okay, think yeah, so. I know, I understand, but I'm just saying, yeah. Look, given, okay, you know what? I'm not going to lie. These people probably face loads of hardship as well. But also, isn't the last ummah the most favorited ummah? 
The last one is my favorite Omar. Because they get tested And bears. we get tested bare. Like, guys, the test is everywhere. And you know when I listen to this, yeah? I really want you guys to listen to it. So I'm going to post it the day of the podcast so you guys know what we're talking about. you know what? I'm going to make a specific du'a that Abdurrahman gets to meet the Prophet Again, in there. Like, but like, he's already amazing. But do you know what? Should, should I tell you why, yeah? Should I tell you why this is good? He saw it in a dream. Who gets to see the Prophet in yeah, a dream? Yeah, he saw, he saw the he Prophet shook in a dream. He shook his hand. He kissed, he his kissed hand. him, yeah, but... It's, the dream is telling him something. Yeah. So he's obviously going to go back and say, right, I need to do more. It's yeah. going to motivate him to do more. Yeah. And then when push comes to actual shove, you know, he might actually get bus case. be in the Champions League. But it just, it, in comparison, he's a person. Now, he's an ordinary human being. He's an exceptional human being. He's an ordinary he's human being. He's taught us a lot. He's very well versed. His teenage years was was sat under going Cairo, Yemen, Saudi, yeah. sitting under Shayukh. Like his whole life has been based on teaching knowledge and that's him, bruv. And in my mind, I thought, imagine little old us struggling with their salah, which is already like another level. May Allah make it easy for us, um, yeah? Like, who are we? Are we ever are gonna we? see? Like, we I are like ants. Well, and lie, and it just makes me sad that we all have to work hard. No, but to for get real, like Jenna, we like, actually need to work hard. People think Jannah is just a golden ticket. No, it's just that it's easy to to, to get a bit of istighfar here, there, nah. No, but guys, people are out here devoting their whole life to Islam, to the Deen, and they're not even. The shayukh that he's talking about, Sheikh Albani. But how was good? Hold on, can I just say those examples? Yeah. Okay, I'm not saying that's unreachable. Yeah, we can do it, but like, it's like they, they're it's on a level, Kultum, where they've like completely closed them off from, from this life. From, from, yeah, they're like not, their they're ideology. Not, they, they don't even see dunya. No, their ideology is how do I make it in the akhirah? And I think that's the one thing, the deception of this world. Because yeah. I feel like the current state of the world that we're in at we're the moment. We're deceived. We're deceived. This, I feel like this social media AI, I finished. genuinely think it's like, we it's finished. based on Dajjal. We're finished. We're actually finished. I genuinely think everything. <laughs> yeah. Abdurrahman didn't get to see the Prophet in the dream either. We're he finished. saw the Prophet, but he didn't We're get finished. to go where the Prophet wanted. But I just think, yeah, look, can I just say, there's different levels to this, right? There's different levels. There's certain people, yeah, even the Salaf, yeah? There used to be certain people that used to, they used to compete with each other to do good deeds. Like, we're not even, we don't even do that. We don't compete with each other to do good deeds. These lot used to say, you're doing that, I'm doing this. Do you get it? I just feel like, yeah, if we're gonna get anywhere, it's got. We've got to at least pray for the lowest jannah. We've got to. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to at the very least, yeah. We, we can. No, pray. we've got to smart goals this culture. We've we got, can't we to, pray for the lowest. <laughs> we, got, we need to aim for. We need to aim for the, the highest. highest. This is what I did at uni, yeah. This is what I did at uni. I aimed for a first. I got a two-one. Exactly. We need to aim for jannah to for dose and get the smallest one. I'll be happy with the little one. Up, the one, just the first one here. I'll be happy with that. But I'm just gonna say we're actually like. We're done, we're done, we're done. Okay. I'm gonna get into conspiracies here, yeah? But I'm actually, I don't think it's a conspiracy because if you really think about it, but guys, like, follow me here, yeah? Just follow me and I'm gonna land. I sometimes, when I sit down in my balcony after I put my kids to bed, yeah? I look up in the sky and like, do you guys ever just look, yes. look up in the sky and yes. think? I'm always looking straight ahead, looking at the ground. Look I never at look sky. at the sky. But I'm, this is- And it makes you ponder. It makes you think there is more to life. There's actually a hereafter. We are actually gonna die and we're gonna be judged by two angels. We're in the matrix. 
But this is what the deception that the shaitan creates for us, guys. And let me land, okay? I genuinely feel like the shaitan puts all these worldly affairs in our face. He makes money the biggest struggle that we have mm. to survive. Mm. He makes getting a career and having the big house and being successful on this dumb, stupid this podcast. World. He just makes this, this world the only it thing. It glamorizes that, it. That's the only thing I work for. And he for. does it through social media. He's in your little phones. Everywhere, guys. He's in your ear whispering. In my ear, he's whispering. You know, there's a shaitan dedicated to you or a jinn or whatever they're called. There's a particular one dedicated to you that whispers in your ear. And you've also got angels with you. But my point is, yeah, there is so much happening to us we're getting hit left, right, center, from the top to the bottom. That's what Shaitan said. That's the promise he made yeah, to Allah. Yeah, I'm gonna get them from the left and the back, from up and down. Literally. He's, he's just there, he's there. And he's controlling us and he makes us sad and depressed that we didn't get like something those, in this world. Those horrible thoughts that we get in our heads. It's him, it's his what's worse. But my point to you guys is like, once in a while we wake up from the matrix and we're like, no, like there's a life after here. Like I actually, this is just 80 years. Yeah. And then that's it. Like the hereafter is forever. forever. <laughs> so if you're stuck in hell and you don't bust case, you're stuck. You better ask about me. You better ask about me, guys. You better ask No, forget you. I'm asking my listeners. I'm asking my listeners. Ask about us. Guys, if you don't see me in Hall, then Jannah, please ask about us. Guys, wallah, we hope we made you laugh. We hope we reminded you of Allah. Like, I know this podcast is a joke. It's a joke sometimes, and we just talk about stupid shit. No, but this shit. is actually serious. Like, wallah, al Adi man be Please serious, ask about yeah? us, guys. If you don't see, if, do you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to make a promise, yeah? Every single person that listens to us, I'm going to ask about you guys. You don't even know them. I'm going to say the podcast audience. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna ask about you. I'm gonna say the podcast audience. I'm gonna generalize it and just say, "Where's my podcast audience? Please ask about me and Hada." But also, it's about it's about what we do, and it's about us waking up and we working to towards it. And also, and it's also about yeah, the sort of stuff that we put out on this podcast as well. Because you know what, we're gonna get asked about that. Oh my god, we are. Wallahi, we are. Guys, should we change up this podcast? Because I actually want it to be hello, I'm over it now. Do not send me any stories about your evil husbands. Yeah, man, I don't even want to hear about it anymore. I'm sick of it. It's making, it makes us sad. No, I'm, I'm actually upset now. I think we need to look at the direction of this podcast. I think we need to have new a strategic plan. Guys, let's have a plan together. What do you guys want to see on this podcast? Because you know what, me and Hada, we want to go Jannah. I want to go Jannah. I don't want to be told I'm backbiting. But anyway, the other thing I wanted to say is, guys, I don't want to cause you guys anxiety. Obviously, this- And I'm not, we're not trying to create fitness in people's homes. No. Because you know, sometimes, yeah, I feel like someone could easily listen to one of our scenarios and start looking at their husband's eyebrows. That's true. Do you know what I mean? And we caused that. <gasps> no, we didn't cause that. Maybe. Don't be trying to use me in the day of judgment saying it's my fault and I should go to hell for you. No, no, so we, need, sorry. we need, do you know what? Do you know what? We're going to have... No, we're overthinking this. Well, no, we're not. We're not overthinking this. We're really bad. <laughs> Subhanallah. Oh. Okay, guys, you know what? We're going to make a plan with you. We're bringing out our patron at the end of the month. It's not a surprise now, I'll get over it. So you're gonna see at the end of the month, but also we're gonna create a Discord and that's where you guys can chat to us like, I message WhatsApp. Do you get it? So we you can guys all can talk. Give us tips to make so the we're all gonna talk halal. <laughs> we're gonna talk about how we're gonna revive Overshareers and make it halal. <laughs> we're gonna make honestly the the new vision, the new goal for Overshareers. The question that we're gonna be asking is how can we make the Overshareers halal? halal.
Amen. Amen to that. Also, I don't want you guys to leave this episode feeling anxious and feeling like you're a shit person and Allah doesn't love you because Allah is merciful. He's merciful. Always remember to think good of your Lord because like, that's, you know what I mean? The more he tests you, the more he loves you. Yeah, he just think wants good you of to your bust Lord. Case that's how he's gonna think of you yeah so i don't want you guys to think and be nervous that we've put anxiety in you it's true i don't think a lot of us are doing what we need to do i think we need to reflect including me number one first mm -mm. Uh, but i also think just take go easy on yourself be patient there's this girl on tiktok lol it's my whole thing i think we should have a t-shirt that says there's this girl on tiktok <laughs> Anyway, she's like really, she does simple things and she does these really cute ways to keep herself steadfast. Mm. And if you pray your prayers and you do your dhikr and you're on yourself a lot, what can go wrong? So basically you just need to keep doing those continuous acts of worship because you know what? That's all we can do, isn't it? You know what? We need to do an episode of how to make the five daily prayers easy. Should I make you laugh? Should I make you laugh? Do you know how easy it is for married women to go to Jannah? Go on, tell us. So there's a hadith from Prophet where he said that in all, in all, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, so listen to this, yeah? This is how easy it is for a woman to go, Jannah, married woman, listen up. Yeah, on, so Abu Huraira reported mm. that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, if a woman prays her five prayers, not even talking about, okay, not the other prayers, just the five. Just the five. Okay. Fast her month of Ramadan. Guards her chastity. What does that mean? Just protects her. Okay. Herself. Cool. Obeys her husband. She will enter Jannah from any gate she wishes. Any gate. It's as simple as that. So that's the blueprint for the ladies. I don't know all about the men. You got you got to go find do your research. You know, you know, you got got to do a bit more. I think. But yeah, for a woman, so for a woman to go to Jannah from any gate she wishes, she has to pray her prayers, fast her Ramadan, guard her chastity, and obey her husband. Now, which one do you think the girlies struggle with? Obey her husband. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They probably struggle with all of them. Obey her husband. <laughs> <laughs> but that one there, yeah. But you know, there's that other hadith, yeah. Right, get it out. Oh, for God's sake. I'm so sorry, girls. Pause. But you know what? We're not going to be ignorant on this matter. It's better that we know. If we're going to talk about hadith, we've got to get the hadith out. Okay, so <clears throat> the hadith in question is about women in hell. Okay, so the Prophet said, I was shown hell. I saw that most of the inhabitants were ungrateful women. The Prophet was asked, were they ungrateful to Allah? And he replied, they were ungrateful to their husbands and for the favors and the good done to them. If you show benevolence to one of them and then she sees something in you not to her liking, she will say, I have never seen good in you. Now tell me, that is how so many easy to times do, do people say that just in passing arguments? Especially when you've got the ick and he does something nice for you and you're like, oh, like that's rude, that's I've actually never really seen horrible. Good in you. I've never seen But I think it's so easy to fall into that. There's that other, the other, that's not the one that I was talking about though. The hadith that I was talking about is the women that backbite. So these women would habitually, so the woman in question, the ungrateful, would habitually curse, swear, and backbite. Oh my God, we need to stop swearing. 
When some backbiting. You know, backbiting is so easy to do as well. You just saying, you just smirking. Let's say you and your friend see someone and you just like smirk because you see the same thing. Mm. That's actually backbiting. Because it's all about the intention, acts are by intention. Yeah. If you're smirking at each other because like of you're taking what the piss seen, out of something, yeah. yeah, or anyone. But does it does backbiting have to be spoken or can it just be in? It can be spoken, so you physically backbite someone, which is horrible. But it's also like snarky things that you do. Like imagine you and me see something funny, like someone funny comes on the bus and we both look at each other and we start going, <laughs> that's backbiting. <coughs> can we end it with a nice hadith, <coughs> with, a, with hadith Futsi or something? No, but listen to me very carefully. No, because this is really important. I'm not going to lie. Women are going to hell for being ungrateful and not being nice to, to their husbands. I think that's a massive sign for the direction that the oversharers needs to take in terms of halalifying. Another thing is they're cursing, they're swearing, they're backbiting. I swear so much, guys. Yeah, but you know what? If they do less of that, less of the ungratefulness, less of the cursing, the swearing, the backbiting, and more of the five things that the Prophet have mentioned that will get them into Jannah through any gate they wish, they'll be all right. I would just stick to the positive one do the positive one in, in great deal and if you fall short keep going with the positive one and seek forgiveness for the crap that you do yeah in it because what else like, what else can we do what else can we do because what everyone's always going to fall into this shit we've got shaitan in our ears left right center, left right center putting horrible thoughts like i swear to god harder the worst thoughts that i've ever come into my mind about an individual have come in the last, I don't even want to say that because it's going to hot things out. But I it's, get it's you. like one small thing and then it escalates and then it gets bigger and then the thought just, do you know what I mean? Starts taking all these little nasty turns. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, guys. When I'm not connected to Allah, yeah, and I'm not going to expose my sins, but I'm going to say, when I'm not connected to Allah and I'm going through crazy stuff and my life is not going the direction that I want it to go and I'm constantly angry, worried, depressed, stressed, overeating the only thing that can take that away is if i'm connected to allah by praying mm -hmm. being steadfast in my faith and knowing that allah if allah wishes something for me it will happen mm -hmm. and i'm and, you know an understanding divine degree and accepting because that's one of the pillars of iman that's something that a lot of people struggle with like the journey your life's going you're constantly stressed about the journey of your life when Allah has already written it for you and you've just got to accept it. Do you've you know what I mean? You've got to accept that your life has been written way before you were born, way before the existence of you. Your, Allah knows everything that you're going to do in this life. The only thing that is going to F you up is if you just keep listening to Shaitan. And, and also another thing is like, you can't be weak when it comes to this stuff. You have to literally be strong. You have to say F off to your desires. Self control self control wow like it's so hard but it's so needed because we actually you need self control for so many things and the self control the control of your nefs your soul is the hardest thing possible but it needs to happen do you not feel like it was easier though when you were younger i do i do Why but like because the realities of adulthood have now hit me adulting <laughs> is the worst thing that's ever happened to adulting humans adulting is a fitna it's a lie it's a it's capitalist <laughs> orchestrated lie. <laughs> We're cogs in the system. We are. And it's just created this cycle where I feel like my life is constantly in despair. But I'm like, I'm shunning away from the things that are like 
gonna help me i know praying being steadfast controlling my nefs that's all gonna direct me into having a better life yeah. here and the hereafter but actually here as well yeah but then shaitan gets into your head and he makes you feel like this is your only situation you're a victim you're depressed this is you have to do these 10 million things to get yourself out but that's not the but case you know what it is it's all about perception at the end of the day it's all about how you perceive the things that are being whispered to you do you not think because yeah. you know sometimes yeah you might have a situation where for example you'll start thinking these horrible thoughts but then there's people out there who don't even have deen bear in mind there's people out there who don't even have deen that are able to see the good in these horrible thoughts do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're able to have like a growth mindset. Yeah. I just think if you start training your brain to, to be positive, to, to be positive in the face of the whispers, in the face of the the thing that you're trying to control yourself from doing, in the face of shaitan, if you just think, look at it as though it's, you've got just got to have a positive perception about yeah. it because that's that's going to change your whole mindset. But and it's going to make you remember Allah even more. But it's attaching that positivity to Allah. Like Allah will yeah. make my life better. But the positivity always comes from Allah. Yeah. That's how I see it. If it's something negative, it came from shaitan. Sometimes me because I'm a bad person as well. Yeah, true. But I think it's your nafs. Yeah, I'm just being punished. It's all right though, it's all right. It's all right. And also the more you're punished on this earth, the more it expiates your sins. Yeah. So and it's Allah, less sins to Allah judge. Allah tests the ones that he loves, right? Exactly. Honestly guys, the test is so big, wallahi. <laughs> left, right, game. center. And we're all in it and we all just have to push forth. Cause this life, you might not even get to 80, my G. You might get to 50, 50 you years might not only. See tomorrow. Literally. And it just scares me that we're not doing what we need to do. So let's all remind ourselves. How can we end on a positive note? Because I feel like this episode's been very up, up and, and down, down, up and peaks down. Peaks and trots, peaks and trots. <laughs> positive note. Yeah, I just think people need to go easy on themselves. One thing that we've discovered from just seeing scenarios that people have sent us is people are just generally living the same lives. Yeah. Humans are predictable. The mm -hmm. behaviors are predictable. And like, don't see your situation as an exception. Do you know what I mean? Everyone is going through shit. Mm. And it's just all about how and you navigate how you it. navigate it, how you perceive it, what you do in the face of that. Like, And always bring it back. Stuff. Yeah, and bringing it back to the remembrance of Allah. And I've had like a really good point and now it's gone. I think I'm really tired. That's why mm. I'm not navigating this life properly. What was my point? Yes, the point I was gonna make, if you take that out. So the point I was gonna make to end it off with is like, you know that hadith that says, when it comes to the end of time, holding on to your religions, like holding on to a piece of hot coal, that's how I feel at the moment. And I think that's how this time feels like. Cause everyone, but you know another Do you not feel that? like the religious people, <coughs> the people of deen and knowledge are few? I know, I know. But I think that kind of relates to people's concept of time, right? You can't find time to do the things that you're supposed to do that bring you close to Allah. So things like work, you allow things like work to get in the way or you allow things like your kids or whatever. You just allow things to delay and then eventually after delay, it's going to be that you just don't do it at all right so i just think we need to slow the hell down i just think people need to slow down and the key thing to remember is if you can't find time in your day to do more just at least find five minutes in five different 
time periods to just pray or salah. Do you know what I mean? Forget salah. One second. Put salah to one side. When was the last time you read Quran? I thought about that the other day, you know. I tried to, basically, guys, I tried to test myself to do hift of four lines of a surah that I used to know back in the day. So you know how when you listen to music, whatever Quran that you memorized gets washed away? I didn't think that was true, yeah? So I tried to read a surah that I memorized when I was 15, 16 years old. And regularly, oh, in the back of my oh. mind, I used to replay it just to see if I still knew it, and I did. Anyway, I tried to read the surah the other night. Guys, it, were, it felt like I knew nothing. You need to cancel your Apple Music subscription. I have, I have. Anyway, I have. I've even stopped <laughs> listening to Taylor. You need to cancel, need to cancel your Apple Music subscription. I listen, Taylor went to you. It scared me, but listen to this, yeah. Anyway. My ears, my poor ears. My poor ears. Anyway, I tried to relearn the what surah. surah was it? It's Wal Mursalat. Oh I tried, it's actually a really hard surah. I tried to relearn the surah. Guys, it was not going in. I can read it, but I couldn't memorize it. So, yeah. So Quran's another one for me, but inshallah, guys. Oh God, why can't it be Ramadan all the time? Amen. But you know what, guys? No, we're no, not going to be we're sad. Not, we're not going to talk about how hard it is no. for people to hold on to their religion. We're going to end it on a positive note. So you end it on a positive note. Negative no. shit. No, I didn't. It's the truth. Don't want to hear about how difficult it is to hold on your religion. Right, so we are going to end it on a lovely happy note. So this is the 40... The 40 Hadith Qudsi, right? So this is number 15. So it says, On the authority of Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, who said that the Prophet said, Allah the Almighty said, I am as my servant thinks I am. I, I love this Hadith! <laughs> I am with him when he makes mention of me. If he makes mention of me to himself, I make mention of him to myself and if he makes mention of me in an assembly I make mention of him in an assembly better than it and if he, if he draws near to me at arm's length I draw near to him a cubit which means 18 inches it's like a forearm and I draw near to him a fathom what is a fathom Katon? can you tell us a no. unit of length equal to six feet 1.8 meters usually used in reference to the depth of water. So it says that we're an 18 fathom. So, okay, yeah, six feet. Amazing. And if he comes to me walking, I go to him at speed. Another possible rendering of Arabic means, I am as my servant expects me to be. The meaning is that forgiveness and acceptance of repentance by the Almighty is subject to his servant truly believing that he is forgiven and merciful. I just love that hadith so much. So much. I don't even understand how much I love that hadith. I wish I could read the uh, the notes that sheikhs have made about that hadith. It's a great hadith, isn't it? Yeah. It just shows how much Allah loves us. He just wants the best for us. All of us. So guys, Allah just wants the best for you. So don't worry. Just just go go walk to him because he'll come running. Mm. Isn't that so lovely? That's so lovely. Anyway, guys, that is the end of the episode. We love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. We didn't have any scenarios, but you know what? I liked it without scenarios today. It was an open discussion. Whatever we said, please take it as a pinch of salt. We are two little girls in a studio trying to figure out life. So figure it out with us. Yeah, we're just, you know what? We're just word vomiting. 
We're just regurgitating a lot of stuff that's been in our heads over the past week that we haven't been able to say. Vocalise. Vocalise, because we are stuck. We're suppressed. In the matrix. In the matrix. <laughs> like we said. Mm. So make sure that you follow us on all Instagram and TikTok. Make sure you write a review on the Apple podcast and you listen to us and rate us on the Spotify. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube because we're going to be editing four brand new episodes this week. And they're being dropped back to back to back to back. I don't back know how we're going to do the to snippets. It might have to be one snippet per video. I don't even know, but it's going to be great. And also, if you've got any ideas of how me and Colton are going to transform this podcast to make it more halal so we remind ourselves and you guys of Allah, please let us know in our Instagram DMs. Love you guys. Love you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.